Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock, the do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guests today are the dynamic and energetic duo, Kevin and Steph Mason. They do it all. They're authors, speakers, radio hosts, and podcasters. They co-host a popular podcast, a radio show in Columbus, Ohio, called Tell Us a Good Story. In today's episode, they talk to me about their latest book entitled You Met Her Where, which shares story after story about what they've gone through as husband and wife and how they overcome every obstacle. This book will encourage you and help give you a roadmap to overcome whatever obstacle you two may face. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank, Thank you. you. We're excited to be here. Very happy to be here. Thank you, James. I am as well. It was funny in the pre-call, we were talking about how I used to live in Columbus. And I guess we were, would have lived close together years ago, but now we get to actually meet in person many years later. So once again, I'm so yeah. excited for you both to be on my show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank we're you. excited. Now, we have a similar friend, or so your publicist and a friend of mine is Dennis Welch. She was on my show before. Uh, Dennis, if you're watching this, thank you. You are a fantastic publicist, a wonderful friend, and a talented musician. Definitely have to listen to his latest album. It's now uh, Grammy-nominated as well, so congratulations once again. Now, you two have been through so much. I was reading your backstories, and the people sitting in front of me today are so bubbly, so polished. But it wasn't always like that. Sometimes we go through, we see people on the other side of situations, but you went through a lot of heartache and loss. Can you walk me through what happened with you all? Well, first off, I'm shocked you said we're polished. I love that we're polished. <laughs> That's, we're totally I, I don't think I've ever polished. been described like that before, but thank you, <laughs> James. James. That's very nice. <laughs> My work but, is done. <laughs> yes, thank you. This step, yeah, what have we been through in the last 17 years now of our marriage? So a quick synopsis, I was electrocuted and should have been killed instantly. Then I was mm. diagnosed with a brain tumor. Then my husband was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. Then doctors told us that uh, children were not in our future. Mm. Struggle with a miscarriage. Then we did get pregnant and we have three amazing, beautiful, miracle babies. But then our last baby, Tate, he was born with uh, two holes in his heart. 
So we've kind of been through mm. it. We have been through a lot of rough life situations, yes, right? That have. could could a lot of people it could make you lose your faith. A lot of people lose mm-hmm. your marriage when you're dealing mm-hmm. with stuff like this. And yeah. Yeah, Steph was electrocuted two and a half years into our marriage, right? And we had done oh really everything we could to prepare ourselves to have a family, right? So we both went to college, finished up school. I went to grad school. I got my CPA license, got my MBA. But then two and a half years into marriage, Steph gets electrocuted. And then you're just like, none of that stuff matters anymore. Mm. Doesn't matter. The priority if, shift. Yeah. Yes, completely. Totally do. When you were electrocuted, <clears throat> excuse me, how, excuse me, I got a little choked up there. When you were electrocuted, what, what happened for you? So how, how I, mean, I don't say how bad was it because being electrocuted, I don't know if you can really measure how bad it was, but were you incapacitated for quite a while? So I was a surgical nurse and unfortunately it happened actually during a brain surgery. And unfortunately there was a piece of equipment that I needed and I went to move a wire. And when I moved that wire, an electrical current went through my right index finger, traveled throughout my body and just dispersed. At that point, uh, everyone in the OR heard a loud popping noise. Uh, sparks went flying in the OR oh and then everyone just stopped. And ev- they kind of just like kind of turned and looked at me and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I just kind of felt weird. And the nurse who I was... uh kind of subbing for, she came back from the restroom. I left to go prepare my next OR case. And my scrub tech was with me. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I just feel like my head's staticky. It's kind of weird. I just feel like it's staticky. Fast forward 10 minutes, people are starting to find out what happened. My manager comes, she's probably five feet away from me and she stops. And she's like, oh my gosh, I can smell you. So I was permeating these like singed fumes from my body. But I had no entry or exit wound, which was very strange. And it was, uh, I believe, a Bovi tower. So this tower that in the hospital during surgery, you plug all your medical equipment into. So Steph was pulling, you know, unplugging equipment and the thing blew up, pretty much blew up on her. So from that point, uh, the guy that handles our neuro equipment came in. He's like, you've got to see the OR. So I come, I look at the OR. From where I was standing, there was ash residue covering the floor. 10 to 15 feet away, it was covering the walls. There are these two pieces of metal called sleds. And when you're in surgery, you want to walk around the patient without having to walk around their arms. So you kind of tuck their arms in. Well, these these sleds were at the bottom of this bogey tower and three holes had blasted through two sheets of metal. So I basically absorbed all of that current. Uh, They sent me to uh, employee health. My heart rate went into an irregular rhythm. My mm-hmm. blood pressure dropped significantly. So it was it was kind of a crazy few hours there. Share share with James some of the side effects you had, though, once you got back, because the whole frontal lobe was fried, right? Yep. So long so. story short, when I started getting tested, the whole front and left part of my brain was, for lack of better words, completely fried. If mm-hmm. you were to look at my abdomen, it would just quiver from the amount of voltage that was in my body. I had short-term memory loss, cognitive thinking issues. I couldn't add mm-hmm. two plus one. Hallucinations. Uh, hallucinations were big. And then also mm. uh, my cycle had stopped completely. Mm. So it was very traumatic what was, going ha- what was happening in my body. Right. There's so many times where... Gosh, during those seven years, James, where we dealt with these side effects, where I'd have to rush her to the emergency room because the pain was mm-hmm. just overwhelming in her head. And then you would deal with doctors 
And they would try to look up different research and stuff that's taken place for electrical injuries like that. And they're like, I'm sorry, we're just kind of experimenting here because most of the people that had this type of injury, they were died. Yeah. Right. So there I wasn't died, a of lot of information. Yep. So I contacted the National Institute of Health because I was so mm-hmm. frustrated because no one could help me. And mm-hmm. they got back with me and they're like, Stephanie, we are so sorry, but we have to compare you to lightning strike victims. And with what's happened to you, those people don't survive. So they, so all oh doctors gosh. were just guessing on how to take care of me and how to treat the symptoms. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy stuff. Did there. that lead to the infertility? Yes. So the doctors, with what oh, I was gosh. going through, I could barely get out of bed. And like I said, when I first was electrocuted, my abdomen would just quiver. And then towards you know the end of that six years or seven years, you know, then my cycle stopped. So they're just like, you can't get pregnant without a cycle. Right. And James, we would go out oh, to people. Gosh, and wow. the thing that was interesting, if you would look at stuff, right? She would look like this, right? On mm-hmm. the outside, you couldn't tell anything was wrong, right? You couldn't tell that she had a brain injury. But then let's say we'd go to dinner together. Steph would be like, mm-hmm. hey, James, how, how's your podcast going? Mm-hmm. You know, two minutes later, hey, James, how's your podcast going? <laughs> Three minutes later, uh, hey, how's that yeah. radio station yeah. going? And you're like, Mm-hmm. Okay. It was There's like something wrong dates, here. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Had, yep. You just yeah. had the same thing going over and over again. Right. So we were frustrated. We were, I was tired. I was an educated nurse. I loved what I did. I wanted to have babies with my husband. And we just kind of got thrown for a loop with the accident. Right. Wow. The first, yeah. And the that's first the thing. When, yeah. When, when rand, random things like that happen, you know, often we think, what is going on? Sometimes we can blame ourselves. Sometimes we can blame God. Sometimes we can blame whatever. How did you two walk through that? Well, I realized that I wouldn't be here without God because I should have been killed instantly. So I was like, yes. there's a reason why I'm still living. So yes. I knew I had to fight every day. I had to fight my symptoms. I had to fight the anxiety I was experiencing because he would want to go out to dinner with friends. And he would want to go to the bathroom and I would just grip like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Because even mm. though they were our best friends, I didn't know what was going to come out of my yeah. mouth. And I was embarrassed yeah. and sure. I was nervous. So the amount of depression and anxiety I suffered every day, not only, you know, with my symptoms, but with, you know, psychologically what I was going of through. Of course. Yeah, and I, I remember, and of course, we talk about this in our, in our book, but I remember we got to, I don't know, five, six years of, of dealing with this, just constant doctor's appointments and James, I'll be honest. I mean, in these appointments, I couldn't understand half half the things they're telling me, mm-hmm. right? In these appointments. And I remember sending an email to friends and family one year and saying, hey, listen, we've done everything we can in our control. I, I've taken her to the best yeah. doctors and we've, we've reached out to these medical research institutes, whatever you said earlier, right? Nobody mm-hmm. knows how to treat this, yeah. right? I'm requesting family and friends this year I want you to pray for my wife, right? I, we are giving this to God because it is totally out of my control. Now, James, I've done everything Mm -hmm. I can. God, I give my wife to you. I give Mm -hmm. a future family that I thought we were going to have. I give it to you. Like it's out of my control. God do only what you can do. And throughout that year, we were praying and believing got to the end of the year. Right. And got the end of the year. Kevin, uh, graduated from his MBA or with his MBA. We went to Florida to celebrate. And I was like, on this vacation, I just want to read books and just to inspire me and give me hope. Well, by the end of these books that I'm reading, 
I looked at Kevin. We were by the pool. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. And he's like, what? I'm like, what? what? How did that happen? I'm like, no, How do you I, know? Am, I am <laughs> believing that I, we are done with this and I am pregnant. So we, you know, thought of baby names on that trip. We just went and we were just supernaturally feeling that we were pregnant yes. and nothing could stop us. And mind you, at this point, doctors have told us, hey, mm-hmm. I don't think kids are in the cards. And Steph hasn't had her cycle for months, yeah. if not years. Yeah. So, so wow. we, so we got home and I, I had suffered another severe migraine, which usually put me in the hospital. And they, by that point, they were giving me injections of morphine that I could inject into my body just to mm. help with the pain. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not taking this. I'm pregnant. And he's like, please just take a There's test. No shame. There's no shame. So I took a test and it said negative. And I said, I remember going to God and I'm like, God, I'm still believing I am pregnant, no matter what the test says, but please protect my baby when I'm giving myself this shot. So I took the shot, Mm. called my OB, and she wanted to start me on some type of medication to try to start my cycle again. But she's like, before you do, I need you to take one more pregnancy test. So I had to wait so many days and then uh, took the test and the test came back positive. And I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I called the doctor and she said, they said, well, when was your last cycle? And I said, six months ago. And they're like, excuse me? They're like, we need <laughs> wow. you to come into the office. So we went to the office and I said, Kevin, I said, pray that this baby is like a peanut because if it's the size of a peanut, it's bigger than <laughs> yeah. a pea and we're further along. And he's like, okay, yes. babe. So we're <laughs> getting it. scanned and our baby had arms and legs and was moving everywhere. So when we talked in Florida that I was pregnant, I was pregnant. When you when you backtrack, you're like, okay, she actually conceived in Florida. I was when we were there. Yep. And then James, throughout that pregnancy, every side effect that Steph had experienced, the hallucinations, the short term memory loss, all of that completely went away, disappeared. So after I delivered my daughter, I was completely healed from the electrocution. So we were so excited. And we have our baby girl, our miracle girl, and we're like, let's do this again, right? <laughs> like, I still didn't have a cycle. Didn't matter. I yeah. conceived, yeah, we conceived course, Emmy yeah. with no cycle. I'm like, let's just do this. So we try and we try and we try. And three years, two and a half, three years later, I'm still not getting pregnant. Go to mm. the doctor. They scan me and I was diagnosed with a brain tumor that they had found. And the brain tumor oh, was large. God enough to where it was so close you could barely put a piece of paper between the tumor and my optic nerve and they said stephanie oh my if gosh. this tumor touches your optic nerve you'll be blind and you'll be blind permanently there's no retracing so the surgery went from well let's see what's happening to we need to get this done sooner rather than later and that was crushing your what, pituitary gland my pituitary gland which was preventing oh me from having my cycle yes yeah so exactly. i remember going in to that, all of those doctor's appointments. I had so many surgery consults and I said, I want to be pregnant. What's the likelihood that I would start my cycle and I'm going to be pregnant right away? And they said, Stephanie, we're wanting you to survive. Let's not mm. think about babies at this point. So yeah. I, but I remembered looking at Kevin, I'm like, we will be pregnant after this. I just kept speaking. Life and death is mm. the power of the tongue. So I just yes, kept speaking is. that I was going to be pregnant. So we had surgery. I remember waking up 
asking the doctor if I'd started my cycle yet. He's like, man, you just literally like, you took the tube out of your mouth. Like, no. You're not pregnant you're yet. You're not pregnant yet. So I was like, okay, but there's still a chance. So four weeks later from that surgery, I started my cycle. And two weeks after oh, that, I was pregnant. So James, I, I at that time, I was in management for a Fortune, five con- Fortune 500 company here in Columbus. And Monday mornings, completely stressful right it's just very chaotic mm, every yes. monday morning and so it was always a rule with us do not call me on monday mornings until noon unless it's emergency so it's 8 a.m and i was getting into work what 6 6 30 a.m back then mm-hmm. and calls me at eight o'clock and i'm prepping for a meeting with like a cfo and i oh i listen to it steph is sobbing on the other end and i'm like oh no this isn't good this isn't good and then she tells me kevin i just started my period for the first time. In oh, that's amazing. Years. 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 Oh my gosh. Years. So wow. it was awesome. Two weeks later, you can see. And like any woman that's listening who like, I was so proud to go to the grocery store yeah. and buy feminine hygiene <laughs> products. I was like, does anybody want to see my grocery cart right now? If I got all different kinds. James, she's like a teenager. So she's like a teenager, like putting, putting I was like, on the. No. Does anybody want to see this? Cause this is amazing. What's oh filling my, my cart right now. No shame at all. It was awesome. So I remember the first time like, I was cramping, like, Oh, this is amazing. I'm cramping. This is awesome. So it's amazing. Amazing how your perspective yes. just changes when yes, something was taken from you. Something mm-hmm. so simple as your, a woman's cycle, like you just praise God for your cycle. And like I yes. said, I had my cycle and two weeks later, we conceived with our second miracle baby. Right. That so was that was incredible. Then, so fun. Long story short. Thank, thank you. you. So long story short, we're like, hey, let's do this again. Let's go round three. <laughs> we don't think we're right? done yet. <laughs> So we started talking <laughs> about funny. baby number three. James, we go down to Florida for vacation. So at this and point, gotta our repeat baby that, Florida, that we just had. The first time. <laughs> right. yep. So the, our baby that we just had, she had just turned five and a half months. And we thought it would be a good idea to go to Disney World. Yeah. Right? Oh, with a five-month-old okay. and like and a, a four-year-old? A four-year-old? Yes. Like, what were we thinking? <laughs> yeah. So, so the day before, <laughs> yes, the day before, Kevin looks at me. And he's like, babe, should I be concerned about this? And he turns his jaw and this mass pops out of his jaw. And the nurse brain in me said, dear God, I know exactly what that is. But my Christian brain is don't speak it. Don't speak what that Mm, actually is. So went down to Florida and I just saw it. I just saw it. And I'm like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. But we came back. Yeah. I mean, at Disney World, of course, they're taking your pictures. And these pictures are like the clearest pictures, <laughs> highest resolution you'll ever see, right? So this golf ball is just, you, mm. you can really tell, right, on all these Disney yeah. pictures. Mm-hmm. So we get back and ends up being non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is oh, what gosh. my mm. grandmother passed away from when I was in eighth grade. And so, James, mm. when they tell you, hey, here's the good news. There's a 65% chance you will live five years to see your 40th birthday you're like that that's the good news that's the good news so there's three of us here so you're saying in five years one of us is gone and they're like yes Mm. and so so it was just Mm. going back to this we put a game plan together okay how are we going to do this and (laughs) we have the game plan in our book about how we did this but one thing was 
okay, we're not going to Google everything that mm-hmm. could yes. happen yes, because exactly. this fear, this anxiety yes. comes over you. And then we are going to be the most positive people on the planet, right? So we are going to watch our words so critically because like you said, death and life's in the power of the tongue. So mm-hmm. I'm choosing life. Then we also were very, very critical on who we would, who we would communicate this to. So Mm -hmm. only close family, only close relatives and fellow believers, because one, James, I didn't want Steph to post this on social media and me see acquaintances writing my obituary on Facebook, on Instagram. And the second thing is, I didn't want anybody to think that my wife might be single in a few months either. (laughs) (laughs) That was hysterical. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to stop for one second. Let me throw. Let me throw in some psychological aspects of it because people here in this. Uh, so obviously they're coming from a, a faith based approach, which is is amazing. But people who may not have that faith based based approach, think of it this way. So in psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true determines what you feel. What you feel then all of a sudden tells your body how to respond or what to happen. So if all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have this, I have this cancer. And all of a sudden, it creates this feeling. That feeling is depression, sadness, which which is a, a standard, normal first procedure or first thought, first process. And then after that, what do you do with it? So then, if I keep reading all these things and I start to believe this, and it changes my mood, then it changes my body. So as you know, natural killer cells are what's in the bloodstream, which have, actually causes um, the ability to break down any cancerous or tu- tumorous types of um, substances. So if if I'm thinking one way feeling something and I can't create these natural killer cells because all of a sudden my belief system has changed to be negative. So what they're doing from a faith-based approach is coming from a place of positivity, of what their higher power, what God says about them. So they focus on those words. They focus on that scripture. They focus on the prayer. When that happens, it changes their mood. And that mood then all of a sudden changes their body and creates a chemical reaction, which then allows them to start that healing process, which allows them to create, allowed him to create those natural killer cells. And so that's one thing that we all can do, just whatever approach you take. Their approach is just like people who may not have faith, but theirs comes from a place of their higher power, which connects them to something greater than what we as people who may not believe are, have. So I'm so I'm, pr- I'm so proud of you all. So people listening, I want you to know that their technique they use is something you can do as well. And for many people, the more they connect with their higher power, it happens much more quickly and much more powerfully and much more radically and much more long-term. So that was my little spiel. Let's go back to you. So what happened that with that? So you had the, I like that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Same with you. Yes. Tell me more about it. So you had that. And then what happened? How I'm assuming you're, you're obviously here. Yes. So had like six month battle with yeah. cancer and had my lymph nodes removed. Um, mm. And then a following year conceived. Yep. Had a miscarriage. Had a miscarriage. But then the following, and then just a few months later. Yep. We conceived again with our little man. And when I delivered, we were getting ready to check out of the hospital. And they said, you might need to follow up with children's. We're starting to hear something. So went to children's hospital mm. here in Columbus, Ohio. And they said, you know, we are hearing or we see that you ha- your baby has two holes in his heart. So as a mama, I'm hormonal because I just delivered a baby. And of then course. to hear that my little baby has two holes yes. in his heart. So I called Kevin because he had to go to work and I was just sobbing. And he's like, Stephanie, we've seen this before. We know <laughs> what to do. So let's do it. What we've always done. Let's speak, you know, the word of God over our son. Let's talk mm-hmm. like this is done. We call it done. So. Every doctor's appointment, you, you see your doctor almost every month with your little baby. And every month I was like, can you hear anything? Could you see anything? And he's like, yes, Stephanie, I hear it. But by the end of that year, he's like, I don't hear a thing. Completely and our normal. son was completely healed after that year. Mm, amazing. So, so James, amazing. needless to say, 
we're no longer talking about having more children. Like we're, we're done. done. We're <laughs> done. done. Yeah, every time it's like that was a little crazy something crazy happens. Uh, it's hysterical. We're I love done. that. <laughs> you you both have said so many amazing things. I know when people purchase the book, you met her where they'll read all of the additional things that you've all experienced and what you've gone through. So I definitely want my listeners to go back and to purchase the book. You met her where. But I, you set up quite a few things that I, I really, really appreciated. One thing you said is, Seth, we've done this before. That's one thing that people forget is our circumstances may be slightly different, but the emotions and the concept of what we've experienced before, we've, we've had that before, in other words. So for example, you've, you've experienced um, loneliness, heartache, shame, whatever those emotions are. And so that's a global thing that we, we've all experienced. So when you've experienced that before, when you've experienced this doom and gloom, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Instead of thinking or trying to reinvent the wheel, think, when did I feel this before? And when you can reflect on when you felt it before, then you can plug and play. Well, what did I do that worked? And what did I do that didn't work? Because it's easy to know because you are the expert of your lives. And so that's one thing I really want my viewers and listeners to remember. There are wonderful uh, professionals like myself and, and other people as well who can give you insight, but you are the one who knows what's healthiest for you. And you know the way you think, you know, the things you do that can get you in trouble, you know, things that you can do that can really help you. So that's something, a really powerful lesson is whenever you felt this emotion before, reflect on when you experienced it and you can know what will work for you. Just like you did, you know what worked for you and that's what helped you get through it. So you didn't have to reinvent the wheel and think, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You already knew what you were going to do. So that's one thing I really right. want my audience to remember is you have the tools inside of you. You just have to take a moment to reflect on it, plug and play it, and do what, what works and what the healthiest thing for you, and you will overcome whatever obstacle you face. James, I'll tell you one thing. It helped having a spouse who's on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. Because there were days sure. where I'm going through these treatments, and I'm, I'm feeling down, right? I'm feeling frustrated, mm -hmm. and Steph is on. 11, right? She's like encouraging and she's the biggest cheerleader. Then there were days where we're going through brain tumor or surgery and she's mm. feeling down and I'm helping her, right? Hey, we're going to get through this. This is, we're going to get yes. on the other side of this mountain, right? And so having an encouraging partner or a friend or spouse mm -hmm. really helps in those times where you forget like, Hey, we've, we've seen this before, right? We've gone yeah, through this exactly. before. We don't, we don't need to, we're not going to freak out here. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I'm so, I'm so happy for you both. And I can't wait for my audience to, to watch and listen to the show. Unfortunately, our time is up. We literally flew through that. So I could talk to you guys forever. <laughs> if my listeners want to find out more information about you to listen to your, to your podcast, to purchase your book, you met her where, where would they find this information online? And go to kevinandsteph.com for the book, for the podcast. They can go to any, any podcast platform where they download their podcast or they can also go to Amazon as well. But yeah, you met her where. Excellent. My listeners also know that if they cannot find this information in any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Kevin and Steph Mason. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.